Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Many places in California are getting a much-needed respite from storm weather today, allowing authorities and property owners to assess damage that's been done. In Santa Cruz County, for instance, that includes ocean surges that damaged a wharf and piers in Capitola and Seacliff. Coastal streets were also flooded, damaging homes and businesses. Meanwhile, San Francisco experienced its wettest 10-day period of weather in more than 150 years. That's according to the National Weather Service. All that rainfall has been especially tough on the Bay Area's unhoused population. KQED's Aaron Baldessari reports on that. Manaz Saberi has been living at a homeless encampment in Oakland for the past four years. She was comfortable in her tent until the most recent storm wiped out everything she owns. At this very second, I don't have anything. My tent was blown down. The hardest part for Saberi hasn't been the rain or the wind. It's the unrelenting cold and knowing that the next storm is just days away. It's very hard to, like, I can't prepare for the next day to just fight to be alive anymore. The city opened nearly 200 shelter beds to offer some respite for unhoused residents, but at last count, there are more than 3,300 people living in tents or cars. For the California Report, I'm Erin Baldessari. The big storms have, of course, eased drought conditions across the state, but not as much as you might think given the deluge. 98% of California is still in some state of drought. KQED climate reporter Ezra David Romero explains. As of last week, before the past two big storms, the South San Joaquin Valley was the only part of the state in the exceptional drought category, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. It's now been demoted to extreme drought. The data does not include the results from this week's powerful storm. Much of the Bay Area and Southern California are still experiencing severe drought conditions. But that could change by next month, with at least two atmospheric rivers in the forecast. Climate scientists say all the rain will help with drought in the near term, but it'll take more than just a few storms to erase the effects of a multi-year drought. For the California Report, I'm Ezra David Romero. And there's other news beyond the weather. Governor Gavin Newsom holds his inaugural celebration in Sacramento later this morning. As KQED politics editor Scott Schaefer reports, it's no accident that Newsom chose January 6th to do it. 
The day begins with a mid-morning march from Tower Bridge in Sacramento to the state capitol, where Newsom will be sworn in for a second term. The governor chose the anniversary of the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol to highlight the threat to democracy and the importance of fair elections. Newsom's new chief of staff, Dana Williamson. What this really is about is sort of highlighting the uniqueness of California, but that we are proud of the democracy and the type of freedom that we live here and that we can all kind of, you know, stand together and not try to take over the Capitol. Next week, Newsom will release the first draft of his new state budget with a $24 billion shortfall looming. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer. Central Valley Congressman Kevin McCarthy failed to secure the Speaker's gavel for a third day as the House of Representatives held an 11th round of voting in Washington yesterday. McCarthy needs 218 votes to assume the Speaker position, but remains way short. Back home in Bakersfield, McCarthy's constituents are watching closely, some in horror, but others with glee. KVPR's Joshua Yeager reports. The lunch service is bustling at Luigi's. This traditional Italian deli is a Bakersfield institution and stronghold of support for Congressman McCarthy. Grower Dennis Costa fumes at fellow Republicans as he exits the eatery. He says they are keeping the, quote, Bakersfield boy from inheriting the powerful speaker's gavel. They're just making nonsense. Under McCarthy's leadership, Costa hopes Congress will help the region's struggling oil industry. He's uh, supportive of the ag industry and takes care of a lot of our needs. He's a very fine congressman. About a mile west, the crowd at popular Cafe Smitten trends younger, hipper. Sipping cappuccinos and carrying tote bags, they present a different side of a city that's been the butt of online jokes. Kevin McCarthy's not representative of all that's happening in Bakersfield. That's John Luxlegel, a frequent patron. He says people outside of Bakersfield have the wrong idea of the place. It's just an easy target to pick on as a place that's a little bit behind the times. I don't think that's always fair. I think there's some really cool things happening in the city. Whether the traditional Luigi's crowd or Slagle's vision of Bakersfield prevails is to be determined with McCarthy's political future uncertain. For the California Report, I'm Joshua Yeager in Bakersfield. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. California's workplace health and safety regulators have cited a for-profit prison company for violations. KQD's Farida Javala Romero reports. 
Galosha inspectors have cited the GEO Group, which runs the Golden State Annex facility, for six violations, including a serious one. No plan to reduce workers' risk of exposure to diseases that spread through the air, like COVID-19. This is a huge victory. Lisa Knox with the California Collaborative for Immigrant Justice helped detainees file their complaint to Kalosha, alleging the facility failed to follow COVID protections, among other things. These detainees clean showers and bathrooms for $1 a day. These detained workers are workers, and they, you know, they're in detention, um, but they're still entitled to the same health and safety protections that all workers in California get. Proposed penalties total more than $100,000. A GEO spokesman says the company has appealed the citation. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now is the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, which bets early on exceptional people making the world better, on the web at SchmidtFutures.com. And that, listeners, is the California Report for Friday, January 6th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Here are the fine people who make this show possible. Our engineers are Jim Bennett, Seal Muller, Chris Hoff, and Chris Beal. Our producers are Daphne Young, Amanda Stupai, and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good morning and a great weekend. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Randad Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.